0: Wellness with Claire McKenna. With Benelin non drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast.
1: Always read the label. Ask your pharmacist for advice.
0: Now it's time for our weekly look into the world of wellness. Claire McKenna, presenter of Alive in Kicking, has joined us to discuss brain health. Claire.
1: I know, it's just not one you really hear that much about, is it? You think you're
0: stuck with it. It is what it is and you move on. Not the case.
1: We talk about other organs a whole lot more. I'm sure people are kind of, well, they're thinking of it and ignoring, as I am, their liver at this time of year. We talk about heart health all the time and, you know, thinking from the heart. And we don't really... Outside the realms of Sudoku and salmon, I don't think we ever really consider brain health. And I came across a chap called Daniel Amen. And he is a psychiatrist in America who has actually gone quite controversial recently because up until now, he was a best-selling author. He has all these clinics where he scans people's brains and talks to them about reversing damage that may have been done over time through lifestyle choice. So that all sounds very good. And then he appeared in The Kardashians, where he took Kendall Jenner and Khloe Kardashian, scanned their brains and started talking about, I can see in this quadrant that you may have had a trauma. And one of them's like, yeah, my fella's Ah, done the dirt again. And ah, now they're going for him big time. So, look, I'm just going to stick to the basics of what he says about brain health without delving into the realms of the emotions of the
0: Kardashians if that's, that's a, okay yeah, That's a fine point a lot of people made great sense <laughs> until they didn't and maybe the same is true with him Let's we'll stick with the early works
1: Yeah it's interesting isn't it he does talk as well controversially a lot about People's weight and their brain. And I have real issues with finger wagging when it comes to people's health and weight. I don't like the kind of blame and shame and people really being paralyzed into inaction. But he sort of says that as the weight goes up, the cognitive function goes down. And there was a very famous um, pastor type person in America who said, Do you know what? You actually really got me with that up until now. I knew all the healthy stuff people were talking about, higher health, cholesterol. I was like, whatever. I'm enjoying my life, but actually that got me. I want to be sharp for as long as I possibly can. And he went on to work with him in all the different churches across America and thousands of people got on this plan. So there's all sorts going on with brain health. Orson, Orson
0: Welles was pretty bright. He was a larger unit.
1: Well, you look, I don't think one necessarily has to go in hand with the other. But what he's really talking about is... Your, your lifestyle to do with your brain function. And that's not something that I would ever really have thought about before. So obviously there's certain things that impact your brain health, like your genetics. We now know, as I've said, diet and exercise, sleep hormones, general health and injury. And he told a story about a guy who was a motorbike uh, rider and he took his small child in one of the the backpacks on his back and was going along through the forest with her on on the back and he saw like a kind of a, a tree and ducked down but forgot who was on his back and this happened when she was a baby but years later she ended up in this guy's office and you know they're talking through her brain scans and everything and she says, was there ever any, he says, was there any, ever any trauma in your life? And the mum says, well, actually, yes, I need to tell you that story now. So obviously, trauma, uh, footballs to the head, rugby balls to the head, your dad putting you in a backpack and ducking down and forgetting you're there can all impact.
0: Are you familiar with Phineas Gage? No. Oh, you love this guy. Phineas Gage was a railroad road worker in the late 1800s. And he was in charge of, he was one of the men, dynamiting tunnels through the rocks. And the way they would do it is you'd drill a long hole. You then had a steel rod that you would tamp dynamite into the hole with then you would ignite the dynamite thing would shatter you'd move on. He tamped with his steel rod and it ignited a spark at the end of the thing turning the hole effectively into a giant shotgun. And this eight foot steel beam went up through his chin and out the top of his head. And everybody went it was mid eighteen hundreds. he's gonzers. He survived, went through eight or or ten weeks of horrendous convalescence and treatment, but eventually recovered from it, but recovered as an almost totally different person. Radically different uh, personality; everything changed. But he lived on for about another ten or fifteen years, having had an entire steel rod go through his brain.
1: Wow! But it's so interesting—the personality change, which led in isn't some ways it? to, yeah, it
0: was it was sort of a precursor to the logic for lobotomies that they thought. Well, it was the start of that psychosurgery where you could change the brain to theoretically change the brain to achieve the psychology you wanted.
1: Well, the brain is involved in so much of what we do, um, you know, how we think, how we act, how we feel, our decision making process, our planning. So that is a huge amount of our personality when you think of it. And if you look at any of the brain degenerative diseases in the Alzheimer's spectrum, it's parts of people, people's personality that starts to go because they're losing their short term memory and they're losing their long term
0: memory. So what do we do then if we want to keep it healthy?
1: You need to feed it correctly. And I'm not talking necessarily about diet, even though they do talk about the omegas and salmon and blueberries and their antioxidants and all of that. Really, when it comes down to it, social connections is where it's at and keeping your mind learning. Now, for me, because everyone's like, what about these brain training gigs and what about Sudoku? I, like my mum is actually very good at that and does the simplex crossword Every single day, reads every paper to cover to cover. So that's working for her. That's not going to work for me. And I think now we're so lucky that there's so many new ways for us to connect with people and new ways for us to learn. So you don't necessarily have to be doing a college course or anything like that. You can listen to a book on Audible. You can listen to a podcast. You know, those moments when you go, wow, I never thought of it that way. I think that's one of the best ways to feed your brain. But should
0: it be, you know, actively working something out? I mean, do you get to have a Rubik's Cube? Do you start to take up challenging maths? Does it need to be the kind of, ow, my head hurts, I'm sweating thinking? Or is it just, I can be intrigued by something I read?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's joy, something that brings you joy. If a Rubik's Cube is going to bring you joy... Rubik's can you, Cubes don't bring anybody you joy. Can't bring, you that's can't good. knock that out. Can you not? Oh god. You're that no. kind of guy. Oh no.
0: Have you ever seen Gavin Riley do a year Oh it's disturbing. And Deeply you can unsettling. Throw
1: any song at that man and he'll just bash it out in the on the piano. That's
0: a brain that needs to get left to science.
1: This is what I'm saying.
0: So if they're the <laughs> things that we can do to foster brain uh, health, what are the things to avoid?
1: Uh, the things to avoid obviously are um poor diet, as I said, brain injury, um drugs and alcohol. Sorry, Christmas folk, uh, sleep apnea Smoking, stress, and diabetes. So, look, that all sounds very finger wagging, but just flip it on its head and try and increase your social connections, whatever that means to you. Try and keep your brain active and learning, and try and mind yourself a little bit, and then hopefully you can stave off. And
0: you know, I. Hey, did... How are you going to increase your social connections when what you're pitching to them is a person who doesn't eat takeaways, <laughs> who doesn't have drugs or alcohol, who doesn't smoke, who doesn't go out?
1: I'm not saying ever, ever, ever you can do that you just can't do that every single night that's all I mean we need joy we need fun I love nothing more than sitting around a table that involves cocktails and margaritas and well there are two there are two cocktails cocktails and pizza and my friends. So that's keeping my brain going. Well,
0: is there any silver bullet as in if I if I um, live on a diet entirely of of pizza and cocktails, do, would an occasional walnut or a blueberry get me across the line? <sighs> I'm just going to say yes cuz it's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On that note, Claire McKenna, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Wellness. With Claire McKenna. With Benlin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets
1: to work fast. Always read the label. Ask your pharmacist for advice.